get yourself a cup of coffee and have a great afternoon just getting lost in the rabbit hole of the internet. Howdy! You're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share our views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. On November 25th, 1963, in a humble grave dug for William Bobo in Fort Worth, Texas, one of the nation's most notorious assassins was laid to rest. Today we're discussing the lonely grave of Lee Harvey Oswald. But first... What's your favorite movie you've seen at a drive-in in Texas? Now, I unfortunately, and much to my uh, disappointment, have never actually um, attended a drive-in as a paying customer. So I don't really know if this counts. But I do have a distinct memory of sitting on the roof of my cousin Todd's house. Um, he lived right on the, the, the I guess, the... Uh, the north side of Texas City, uh, near Lamarck, and we set up on his roof, and we could look out across the field at the drive-in. So we couldn't hear what was going on, but we had like a nice postage stamp view of what was on the screen. And I remember sitting up there watching a movie. Now I think that they were showing Monster Squad. Um, I want to believe that's what we were looking at. So I'm going to go with that. I can tell you, I we had moved. To Corpus Christi. We just moved down to Corpus. And um, so it was the end of summer. So it was miserable and hot. And I remember um, we were going to go see a movie. And, uh, you know, I think it was in first grade. My sister was like four years younger than me. She was just a little baby. And we, we went in the old Buick. And we parked. And then mosquitoes came out. I mean like 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 the Alfred Hitchcock movie The Birds. I mean they were just they filled the sky and then they, they came flooding in. We rolled up the windows and we got bit everywhere. And I just remember like getting bit by a million mosquitoes and being hot and falling asleep in the car. So it was least... this was this the time when uh you had to get your sound from the this the wired speaker that you yes, pulled in your window? The old school metal box you would hang on the window. Yeah, it was an old school yeah. one. So, so you had a choice. You could uh, listen to the movie or and get eaten alive by mosquitoes or, watch a, or watch a silent picture. <laughs> well, well I, welcome, I actually, welcome to Texas Summers. Yeah. So I don't have any real memories of seeing a movie in a drive-in. I know I've been to them uh, in, in the late 70s. Um, I'd imagine that I'd like to have seen uh, like star- something really cool like Star Wars, but probably with something lame like Benji. So, um, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> don't knock Benji. So I will say there has been a modern resurgence of of wonderful drive-throughs. There's been some real passionate people, and especially in Texas, that have bought, renovated, or created new driving experiences. Uh, there's one out here off of 20 near Tyler in uh, Lindale called the Skyview, so you can go to tylerdrivein.com, check that out. And if you're in there and want to come see a double feature, why not shoot me a Twitter? Yep, there's also one in Ennis on uh, 45, uh, heading south from Dallas, and uh, we've driven by many a night to going down uh, to see the grandparents, and driven by and seen snippets of whatever the big popular movies were playing at the time. Hey, that's uh, that's Saw. <laughs> it's playing on the theater. <laughs> You can see it from the road. There's a great deal of mystery surrounding the assassination of President John F. Kennedy that day in Dallas. 
At the center of this is Lee Harvey Oswald, charged with the murder of both Dallas Police Officer J.D. Tippett and President Kennedy. He himself would be assassinated during his transfer from city jail to county jail by nightclub owner Jack Ruby at 11.21 a.m. Following an autopsy at the Dallas County Medical Examiner's Office at 2.45 the same day, Medical Examiner Earl Rose would state in his report, quote, The two things that we could determine were first that he died from a hemorrhage from a gunshot wound and that otherwise he was a physically healthy male. Ruby's fatal shot entered Oswald's body from the left side, damaging the spleen, stomach, aorta, vena cava, kidney, liver, and diaphragm before breaking a rib on the right side of his body. A few days earlier on the day of Kennedy's assassination, one Mr. William Bobo, an old cowboy, age 75, died of natural causes at a rest home. This was a consequence of a hard-lived life in the sun. His remains were taken to the Miller Funeral Home in Fort Worth. As they were unable to reach Mr. Bobo's family immediately, he was stored in the preparation area of the funeral home. Now, this is where our story begins. Mr. Paul Grudy was the director of the Miller Funeral Home in Fort Worth, and he had received a unique request from law enforcement to prepare the remains of Lee Harvey Oswald. Late in the night of the 24th, hours after Oswald's autopsy, Grudy drove to Parkland Hospital to pick up the remains. Officials were concerned that Oswald was obviously a target when he was alive, and now that he was dead, the police were looking to avoid uh, people seeking to desecrate the corpse. Emotions were high at the time. The plan was to prepare the body for a quiet burial with Oswald's family present the next day. Grudy himself said of the journey, quote, As soon as we loaded the body in the coach, we locked the doors. The officers told us there would be a carload of police in front and one behind, and if anything happened, to keep going. We drove straight into the garage, shut the door, and took Oswald into the preparation room. Grudy also stated that only Fort Worth Police Chief Cato Hightower, the assistant chief, and a few captains were allowed to view the body. Grudy chose to use Bobo as the pseudonym for Oswald. When the flowers were ordered, these were for Bobo. Whose grave were we digging? Bobo's. Grudy picked out a brown suit and prepared Oswald's corpse for burial. But Grudy had several challenges in providing a dignified burial for this notorious accused assassin. He was having a terrible time locating an officiant for the service. Two Lutheran ministers agreed to perform the service, but they backed out quickly when they learned that they would be graveside and not in a chapel. There was a realistic fear of retaliatory snipers. An interdenominational minister, Reverend Louis Saunders, was merely there to observe, and he became the officiant. And there was another hitch. Only Oswald's widow and mother showed up for the actual service. His brother Robert had met with Grudy to pay for the service, $70, early that morning, but he failed to attend. Following a tip, a large number of reporters had shown up to witness the burial. Grudy asked Preston McGraw, a reporter he knew, to help carry the casket. A few others joined to help, though reportedly Jack Mosley was only able to carry the casket a few steps before walking away in disgust. Once graveside, Saunders gave a very short eulogy. Quote, Mrs. Oswald tells me that her son Lee Harvey was a good boy and that she loved him. And today, Lord, we commit his spirit to your divine care. End quote. Very short. The casket was briefly opened for his family to pay their final respects before being lowered into the ground. After the funeral, Marguerite Oswald gave a statement to the cameras. She said, Lee Harvey Oswald, my son, 
even after his death, has done more for this country than any other living human being. Now, Marina, Oswald's wife, blamed Lee Harvey's mother for many of his problems, and her children would never see their grandmother again. Yeah, she Marguerite was smart. Was, <laughs> Marguerite was a piece of work. As we mentioned way back in episode 10, Beyond Dealey Plaza, Lee Oswald's gravestone would be stolen four years after his burial. It was eventually recovered and was returned to his mother, who kept the original tombstone, which was etched with his birth and death dates. The grave marker was replaced with a simple stone that only says Oswald. Oswald's mother hid the stone in a crawl space under the home that she lived in, where it would remain until it was rediscovered in the mid-1980s by the family who purchased the house after her death in 1981. Marguerite was buried that year next to Lee Harvey, but officials would exhume his remains shortly thereafter to investigate claims that a body double and not Oswald were buried in Fort Worth. Once verified that the remains were genuine, the funeral home, now known as Baumgartner Funeral, would reinter him in a new coffin. It was assumed that the original coffin would be destroyed, but it wasn't. Oswald's brother, Robert, was unaware that the original coffin was sold at auction in 2010. Five years later, as this was discovered and taken before a judge, the judge ruled that the business actually owed the family $87,468 in damages and must return the casket to the family. It was immediately destroyed. Of course, today we know the location of Lee Oswald's grave is the Shannon Rose Hill Memorial Park in Fort Worth. He still receives many visitors, morbid and the curious alike, all of them to see the lonely grave of William Bobo. So where was William Bobo buried? That's my question. So this is where it gets interesting. (laughs) So this is where it gets really interesting. I scoured Find a Grave. I looked through a whole bunch of papers. There are multiple interviews with Grudy, who talks about this old cowboy, William Bobo, who was dead, who was there, who they were going to bury. He's not, I can't find a record of his burial there on any of the Find a Grave sites or anything. Interesting. But again, you know, not everybody's in that system. You know, it was 1963. Yeah. You, you'd think it'd be easy to find, but I, I can't find. There's there's actually a fair number of people that have either Bobo as a nickname or a middle name that are <laughs> right. buried in Texas. There are very <laughs> few surnames. Named, but no William Bobo. Uh, there There is a William Bobo, but he died in like 1860-something. <laughs> so. so, yeah, I did look for him. I did spend a, a lot of time. So if somebody out there is really uh, any of our Texas historical cemetery hounds are out there and know where William Bobo is buried, please shoot us a note. Yep. We'd love to know. I guess I can understand why there was rumors uh, in the 80s, rumors in the 70s, I guess it would be, as to why uh, his remains were exhumed, why there was rumors that there would be a a body double that was buried because there was another person that they used his name, right, to, to divert attention from the fact that they were burying him. So that makes sense that, that those rumors would then transform into, oh, they buried someone else instead of Lee Oswald. Instead, they buried Lee Oswald instead of William Bobo. Well, the, the secret is, is or the, there's this conspiracy theory that people have put together all of these photos of Oswald at the time. So they have his military record photos, they have photos when he's young, they have photos of him at the time of his arrest, and they go, it's two completely different people. Look, I mean, he looks different in the photos, but then, you know, if you put a, my college photo next to, to me today, you know, I might be a little older, a little wiser, 
I don't look that different, but I am a little different. So there was that. I thought it was interesting, though, like the the links that the police went to with the police escort of the body that they sent out disseminating information to like sort of throw the press off the trail. The lot, people wouldn't know where the remains were because um, and then the fact that like just nobody wanted to be a part of this thing at all. Nobody wanted to bury this guy. And it's I don't know. Maybe it's a reflection of the time because I feel like. I don't know. I don't. Would it be that way today? Would there be this much ire? At I mean, he's dead, so he's dead and buried. But even his family wouldn't show up. I don't know that there would be. There may be like, there's some crazy people out there, but definitely, you know, there was a lot of heat on this this subject, this on this guy, Lee Oswald. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, if you read any literature about Lee Oswald and about his. Uh, about his family and ha- about his his life at home, his mom is a is a piece of work. She's 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 just a she was a very overbearing person, and uh, uh, Marina certainly did not like her at all. Uh, Lee's widow. Weird, weird story. And um, another example of how um, odd um, conspiracy. Tinted stories uh, continue to circle around the JFK assassination. It's one of those things where, uh, in the absence of uh, solid facts, um, speculation runs rampant. Absolutely. But uh, what a weird footnote for people in Fort Worth who do visit it. Uh, You can find out more. Of course, you just have to put in, like, Oswald and Conspiracy in Google and you know, yeah. get yourself a cup of coffee and have a great afternoon just getting lost in the rabbit hole of the internet. But uh, I think it's, it's you know, it shows the class and character of Grudy that, uh, you know, everyone deserves a decent burial, and he went to extraordinary lengths to ensure that uh, despite being a terrible assassin of a president, he got one. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstaple.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And why not follow us individually too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Shine with two ends. And I'm Scotticus. If you like the show, tell your friends and tell them to leave a review on iTunes because that really helps us out to find new listeners just like you. Do you want to support the show financially? Visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast, where you too can become a come-and-take-it Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time, and remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway. Brain Stable.